Hearts take a deserved point at Ibrox as they too refuse to surrender. Hello and welcome to the Broken Hearts podcast. Uh, this week it is just Paddy, Hammy and myself, Simon, and I am also doing the hosting as Jarvie has respawned as a baby and a woman and uh, Cameron just couldn't be asked. So <laughs> let's get let's get down to business. First, first order, do we need a new podcast name? Well... If I know hearts, this will all come crashing down eventually. So you need to be in love to be heartbroken. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. yeah. Every empire falls. <laughs> hearts love us start to seize an empire building to, uh, to crumble. I did see like a little stat kicking about that said um, we're actually worse off than we were under that fabled Levine start to the year with Stevie Naismith. But I really can't think that we could compare the two teams and it's probably because we know the outcome of the Levine um, year. But I do feel like there's something different about this team. Aye, 100%. Even like you saw it at the, after the score, just everything just looks better. Players actually look happy as well. Like, not being funny, but Newcastle United would take our central midfield pair at the moment, like <laughs> to keep them in the Premier League. Like they, we have got a couple of gems on our hands there. Cammy Devlin is also an absolute shit house, and I'm here for it. Aye, how he—I know we'll talk about it in a bit, but how he didn't get booked earlier, absolute phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best talents. Scott Brown has made a career off it. <laughs> Let's hope Cammy Devlin can replicate those levels. Um, so we'll just dive straight into the news. I've got um, my notes from Jarvis, so I'll probably give um, less attention to some of the things on the list that he's written. But one of the important things is um, the Scottish Premiership is going to be out of order for a month or so in December. Um, so that means that they're planning on playing around five games over 15 days at the festive period. That is a game at least every three days. Wait. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. I just I just don't see how they're not just extending the end of the season. Yeah. It, I, I didn't understand it, how they're halting it on the 17th of December, the day before the World Cup final. So they're still going to be playing it through most of the World Cup. Is that right? I couldn't tell you. So I, I, I'm just perplexed. Um Take into account this, like what five day, uh, five every a game every two days or whatever. This is Scotland as well. We're not exactly graced with the best weather. Um, half the pitches up here get called off after a bit of rain. It's just going to be carnage. So, I, I can see um, it going well. Uh, there's obviously a lot of professional players right now talking about how. Um, the onus is on players to play more games and they're talking about making the World Cup every two years and then they're putting a World Cup in winter and right in amongst all the, where all the major European leagues are playing. I just can only see this ending one way and there's going to be a huge divide between the players and the, the boards like UEFA and FIFA because yeah. it feels like they're fracturing already. 
Yeah, we sort of seen that, even the Super League stuff and all that, and everyone seems to have their own ideas of how they want to do things, and it'd be interesting few years, I think. It would be quite weird if we had more than one like football federation. There was like sort of like a rival league, like a Vince McMahon coming in and building a new league, because our whole life football has been this sort of one um, embodiment, and sort of everyone's played under the same sort of rules, and so it might be interesting. Maybe we can have like absolute mad bastard teams. <laughs> um, Jarvie's grooming of young Bobby McLucky continues <laughs> as he. Puts in the notes here that he put in a cross that set up a goal in an under-18s game. Cracking. <laughs> we did have some international games as well when we were when we were off. Um, we played Israel in an absolutely mad bastard of a game. Uh, it was. I've never been wanted, never wanted to be at a Scotland game more than the end of that. That looked an absolute bounce. Yep. It was quality. Aye. <laughs> Um, Naismith presented the uh, medal to Robo for being inducted to the SFA Hall of Fame. That was quite nice to see. And Billy Gilmore is the best player Scotland have ever produced. <laughs> <laughs> Not untrue. Yeah. I mean, how he's no starting for Norwich blows my mind, but fuck him anyway. Right. I did see uh, something in the news. The Norwich manager was like, we shouldn't be... Um, Helping other teams' players or something like that. I, well, I don't why know did if you? He's... Why did you loan him then? You, yeah, yeah. yeah. just—I don't know if he's just lashing out, like because he's probably going to get the sack very soon. But it just seemed really odd. I—I I don't really pay a lot of attention to the English football leagues, but I do like to follow how the the Scottish players are doing. And um, yeah, I've not seen anything in Norwich that makes me think having Billy Gilmore will make them any worse. Talking of other young Scottish players abroad, Aaron Hickey is being monitored supposedly by Premier League teams, including Aston Villa. Do we have a sell-on clause for that? Yeah, but it's probably affected by the Celtic bit as well, I'd imagine. Although, no, they've already had their sell-on clause. Uh, they would have got right. their cut. So I think I think there was chat that we'd put in a wee bit because I don't, I don't think we sell them for as much as we'd initially... You know, I think it was one and a half million or something and we were like, now nah, we want two and a half, so... I'm right. sure there'll be something. So, and you know, and if he's gone to the Premier League, he'll probably get bought for about fifty million or something. Just pocket change <laughs> it there, so it could be all right. I, if if he goes for anything that brings in anything over a million to this club, that is absolute fucking phenomenal because we've yeah. already made we've already made over a million on him. So, for a, a club like Heart Size, a million quid is a lot of money. Um, we've never spent that on a player, so. To get it back is good business. Um, speaking of other young jambos, this one out on loan, Harry Stone. Um, I've got a message here from Cameron. It says, uh, the government are lying to us. COVID- oh, no, that's another one. <laughs> um, it says that he, he maybe thinks that Harry Stone isn't actually quite up to it and because we've never really seen him play and the fact that he's not starting for Partick, maybe we are getting ahead of ourselves calling him the second coming of Craig Gordon. <laughs> It's it's weird because it was the thing that noticed me because uh, Hamilton Partick Thistle was, was on the telly on Friday night and I uh, thought oh Partick Thistle Harry Stone he wasn't even on the bench so that's a bit odd maybe he's injured or something had a wee googled couldn't find anything and then I went through some of Partick's last games and he's he's either not making the bench or he's just sitting on the bench um, which is really really odd and it just you know we sort of loaned him out thinking this is a great move for him if he's getting first team football but. If he's just sitting on the bench, what's the point? And then, you know, let's say Cameron makes a good point. Maybe 
maybe he's just not as good as we thought, which would be a shame because there's so much hype about him and it's odd. It's just odd. I'd like to point out though, like I agree with what you've said, but he's also, is he not still only 19 or something like that? So for a goalkeeper, that is still really young. Like he's still got time to develop. Ah, it could be, what is that? Like it could be 10 years before he's really starting for a first team if it, I mean, if it doesn't go exactly to plan, like keepers can can make that break into the first team at that age quite common. So stick yeah. at it. Keep kicking a ball, son, with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> we also had a few more notes. Um, Big Hearts uh, versus the Hibs community game, 6-1 to Hibs. No, really... <laughs> Wanting to go into that too, too much. All I'm that not... tells you is the Hearts players have had a much better retirement than the Hibs players. <laughs> I was thing is, I was Aye. looking at the team. Like Andy Webster uh, was the one that really stuck it. And Ian Black, right? The rest of the sort of legends that we had in the team: Ryan Stevenson, who's actually still playing football; uh, Neil Janicek. Do you mind him? Oh, a wee bit. I. Uh... And that was looking at the other names. That was pretty much it to me. That's the only one I could see. I think P. Gallagher might be Paul Gallagher, the keeper. Aye, and also Hibs uh, history started in what 2016, so a lot of those players will <laughs> still be in their early 30s. <laughs> like Hibs team was no bad. Like, they had like uh, Derek Ryden right lacing up. We had Neil Janicek. So, so I that um, that rounds up the news, and um, <laughs> we should probably dive into. What was a very odd game at the weekend where Hearts were away at Ibrox and it was 1 0. Um, I've got a few like talking points we can go over, but um, we'll just kind of go as it comes. It was 54% possession to Hearts 46. I thought they maybe had a wee bit more, but then if you think about how good we were in the second half, we probably brought that back a bit. Yeah, I think the last sort of half hour, we, we did seem to really dominate. So maybe. That half hour pushed it, pushed it a bit closer than it was because the first half it did seem to be we just couldn't keep hold of the ball at all. Um, on you go, Paddy. Sorry, I, I honestly like. I don't fear Rangers after that game. The chances <laughs> they had were mistakes from Hearts, not them creating chances, and their goal was a thirty-yard screamer. Yeah, well, I, I watched quite a lot of the game um, on not an illegal stream. So my take was that Rangers were, were really quite controlling that first half and Hearts did seem a bit shaky and maybe weren't they playing the, to the best of ability. But what I did like is Hearts didn't just resort to, right, well, we'll just start booting it along. We kept giving it to the to the centre-backs. We kept trying to recycle possession and, and keep the ball and not just panic and do nothing. And uh, actually, looking at the stats, Rangers only had 10 out of 27 shots on target. So that's only like 37%. And when I was watching it back, actually, there was only a few chances that weren't from set pieces or just absolute long bangers. Yeah, yeah we, definitely. We managed to keep them at bay um, quite a lot, and you say the goal will get to it. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a fluke. Um, but we did well. I think we we pressed quite high, which we don't tend to do. Um, but we did obviously we didn't go overboard. But Rangers just seemed really good at recycling the ball when we were chasing them and, and getting out, which lesser teams won't be able to do. Um, and let's say Rangers, but it feels pretty good. They had a good game as well. But we, as Paddy says, we made them look pretty ordinary at times, I would say. Yep, I agree. Especially Aye. in the second half. I thought yeah. we were brilliant. 
definitely. So so just touching on the goal, um, it was a, a great ball from, was it Goldson who played the, the sort of cross ball? Yeah. Taken down by that wee winger. He cut inside, he played it across the box. Halkett done well to get it out. The only issue I have with that defending that is is the midfield just drops too deep and, and no one tracks Lundstrom. That's that's really it. Like everything else, Hearts pretty much do well. They 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 get back in position quickly from a, a ball over the top. They defend the cross, and then a guy smacks it for thirty yards. What are you going to do? Yeah, you see, Benny sort of tracks the runner into the box, and if if that guy gets the ball and scores, and he's no tracking him, and you sort of you criticise him if and if he runs in and the boy gets the shot, you criticise. It's it's a difficult one. It's and it's just Aye. fucking lucky. Craig Alcott, I think he's done as good as he can with that. The speed of the ball's coming in, he, he can't really clear it much more. And it's, it's annoying hanging about Rangers and Celtic at times. They just seem to have that quality where players are hanging about. The ball seems to always fall with them. And it was just one of those ones. And it was a good finish at the end of the day. Aye, a good team's going to make you sort of pick your poison. Benny, can, can you can either say, right, Benny, are you going to track the man who's going to have a shot for the penalty spot? Or are you going to risk the guy taking a shot for 30 yards outside the box? You're obviously going to try and stop the guy in the box. So, yeah. What can you do? They had an extra man in midfield for a lot of the game. Yeah. So, I will um, say, sorry, the first half there for Benny, I think, was probably his first worst half of football playing for Hearts. I thought he, he just didn't look like himself. But then in the second half, I thought he looked brilliant again. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the character of this team. And I'll, I'll touch on it more after when we get to the second half. But the, the character, how many times do you go to Glasgow and you, you're you're on a good roll and people are talking about you actually getting a result and, oh, well, going into this game, it's pretty even. And then the old farm score and the energy and the passion and the drive and the, the belief just completely fucking disappears. To concede a goal five minutes before half time, and then to come out into that second half and perform like that in Glasgow, I, I think it speaks volumes. And this is why I think differently about this squad rather than the, the one for Levine, because the character and the belief in this squad just seems to be there. They seem to genuinely think they are good enough. I'd, I mean, I'd pretty much chucked it. They scored and I was like, right, here we go. It's just it's one of the things. Same old. <laughs> um, just before we leave the first half, we'll, we'll briefly cover the... the um, then we'll go into the second half covering the two red cards that probably should have been for Rangers. So Aribo tried to fucking kill Cammy <laughs> Devlin and break his leg. And then that Bakuna grabbed um, Kingsley by the throat. So Robbie Nielsen got red guarded. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not having any of it because the fifth official, the fourth official, sorry, was right next to Bakuna grabbing Kingsley by the throat. And the referee was looking right at Joe Aribo. And yeah, you can say the speed and if you slow it down, it looks worse than it is. Nah. He goes over the ball and it's visible in full speed. And if, if a referee can he see things at full speed on a football pitch, he shouldn't be refereeing at the high le- highest level. Yeah, totally agree. It was a shocking challenge. Like, how th- that wasn't a red card is unbelievable. And then the Bakuna one, you touch the face or choke somebody, it's a straight red. That's the rules yeah. of the game. And I'm, I don't think Kingsley does nothing. Kingsley, they're just sort of having a wee wrestle and Kingsley pushes him away. I understand if then Kingsley gets booked for that, whatever, who cares? That's that's just what it is. But how is he booking both of them? Like, how is how is how is that a booking for both of them? I just don't get it. I think the referee just clearly had no idea what to do, didn't they? Well, actually, want to make a decision. So for, I'll book the both of them and then that gets both managers off my back. 
Then he sent off Nielsen. Hi, definitely <laughs> getting one of the managers off his back. Hi, fucking hell, man. Um, I also want to just say, and I feel like we're saying it every fucking week, and I'm not going to stop, but Greg Gordon is <laughs> absolutely fucking phenomenal. That double save, and I say it every fucking week as well, it looks like every shot is right at him, but his positioning is just so fucking good. See that the, head, the header and the double save? He, that's not in the middle of the goal. Yeah. He's moved all the way to the left there to make that, those saves. The the he's a he's just quality man. I don't know what yeah. more to say about him. He's every week he fucking surprises me. He goes away for Scotland, and he does fucking amazing for them. And I just can't believe it. How people are not just giving him the credit that he is quite easily the best goalkeeper in Scotland right now blows my mind. I would I'd like I was thinking about it, and I would probably have him as easily the top ten in Britain at the moment. And I guess there's an argument for top. Five or six in Britain, I would say. There's not a lot of teams, keepers I would have over them. There is obviously quite a few, but... Aye, there's, like, players at the top level for in England who are, are, like, hybrid footballers. You could play them in actual fucking, like, the start, uh, the outside ten, and they would probably do all right. Craig Gordon's never going to be all right with his feet. Craig Gordon's level of football it probably isn't good enough feet-wise for hearts. <laughs> when the ball's at his feet, I just think, oh, fucking move it on, please. <laughs> But with his hands, man. Cameron will be proud of us. Great yeah. hands. Yeah, sports need to have a word with himself, like. <laughs> would you take him over, is it Ramsdale at Arsenal? Different I types think, of players and different systems. Yeah. And right. the, it's just the age. The only thing, if it was just based on, like, shot stopping, I think Craig Gordon's better, right. Agreed. Lovely. Aye. But... Just when you get the credit, because he's an old Scotsman, so they just think hey, whatever he's doing it. He's only been doing it for what? When did he sign for us? August last year, like 2000, 99. No. <laughs> <laughs> the second time he signed for us. Hi. Um, yeah. So the, there was also a um, a sort of goal disallowed. Cammy, Cammy Devlin did have it in the back of the net. From the did you see that Craig Halkett won a header? And ah, yeah, was giving a foul. Yeah, what shame. was that about? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I'm not sure what, what the foul was there, other than the Rangers yeah. player backing into Craig Halkett. Yeah. The two the two defenders sort of crushed Craig Halkett, he still won the ball, so they just gave us a foul. I don't know, it's just doesn't, I don't get it. But, um, I right, moving into the second half, I thought that's when I mean, I thought before, but that's when you've seen Cammy Devlin and Benny Beningame playing against two. Centre mids at, at Ibrox three sometimes and just absolutely dominating it. They they seem to win every second ball. Cammy Devlin was making runs into the box all game. Um, they sort of seem to rotate who who runs forward really well. Considering this is what their third or fourth game together, they seem to really know the other one's game and what's going on. Uh, we could just talk about them all day, but yeah, Cammy Devlin and Benny Benningham are fucking quality. Let's do uh, it. They are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they personify the team almost like that, just sort of just desire and drive, and they're just not going to stop. And, and if you see two centre mids, if you see two centre mids like doing that, it, it's it's a, the ideal position for the rest of the team to join in. Yeah, and like you you said, we we terror that is Cami Devlin winding everybody up, and then I thought it was funny that he was the one that uh, took the player away after he throttled Kingsley. Aye, <laughs> he was like walking away with Cameron Brendan. You're like, what? That's what you need to do. The ref needs to see you 
as like a calming influence on the game. So if you're like breaking up fights and sort of speaking to the ref and saying like, oh, don't worry, blah, blah. And then when you do get a foul, you're no complaining or shouting to the ref, you're just getting on with it. That's how, that's how you do it. That's how you buy these, buy the two or three more fouls. Once the ref calls, just get out of the way. Don't don't make a fuss. It's the ones who are yep. screaming and shouting who always get booked. Eh? Aye. Um, and also, Devlin is always there backing up his teammate as well. Like Aye. the first player. He's everywhere, man. Like, I said, yeah. he's that uh, picture, isn't it, of the distances they ran. It was Beringame and um, Devlin. Was it like 13 kilometres they ran? Aye, and then, incredible. And then Michael Smith kickback will be having a fucking heart attack at that. <laughs> Here, Michael cool. Smith is essentially our third centre mid. When when we have the ball, Aye. he'll push up. So Robin Nielsen playing pep tactics. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I'm so I'm so impressed by how well we're playing. Um, but yeah, there was then that chance where Barry Mackay just rinsed about eight people. What What are your thoughts on square it or not? Totally get I'm going for it. Like, if we're playing Aye. fives and I've just done that, Aye. I'm never doing it again, so I'm taking a Aye. shot. Oh, 100%. That, he, like, I know he's, he's he, but he is a, a Rangers fan. Like, he is. Imagine you done that at Ibrox and then scored yeah, against exactly. Rangers. That would be phenomenal and I can't blame him for taking a shot there. I'd be pissed off if he squared it and it didn't it come to an end. So. I think he hits it really well as well. It hits it low. It just, it's, again, it's another good save. Um, yeah, McGregor I... had an annoyingly good game. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, you can't. It's hindsight, though, isn't it? If he scores, you're not even talking about it. So. Aye. Aye, um, I, I would never blame a player for taking a shot there unless they were like, unless it was like fucking Craig Gordon. Yeah, he did have a player running across him as well, coming to cover, so Aye. the pass you, might not even made it. You forget how fucking quick these moments go by as well. But I, we, I think we were wasting quite a few chances. I was actually getting quite frustrated because I thought, oh, come on, like we, we just needed to just be a bit more clinical and we were creating chances, but they were there. Rangers were there for the take and we were all over them. And I just thought, just fucking relax. I, I do think, especially at the start of the game, we, we kind of played the occasion a wee bit and we thought, oh, this is Rangers at Ibrox and this game means so much. And it does, but yeah, I think that sort of reset at halftime and credit credit to whatever happened at halftime. I'm, I don't know if it was Robbie Nielsen who had a chat or if the players sort of just had a word with each both things happen regularly so whatever happened it, it worked and I've just I'm just so happy I said coming into this game as long as we played the way we can play and, and we show up and we try and at least play the way that that's our identity now isn't it under Robbie we've now got like a yeah. genuine identity that this is how we play football this is what we do are you good enough to stop us and Rangers weren't they so I think a lot of credit has to go to as well the recruitment team, which hasn't been said a lot at Hearts recently, but it does have to go to them because they've signed some absolutely quality football players. Aye, the the Joe Savage experience. Aye, <laughs> I'm loving every moment of it. To exactly, be it's better than the Craig Levine experience. <laughs> but then, um, just as sort of all the Rangers fans were like, right, that's it, let's leave. Um, I think it was Nondwili who won the corner. Um, he had a shot on goal that was pushed wide. Sorry, can I just say something? I thought that Nondwili came in on. He bullied the Ranger centre-backs when he came on. He looked quality. So I was so buzzing when I seen him coming on. Not because I think I love Nondwili or that, although I do actually quite like him. I think yeah. he's a good player. Um, but to just be confident to go, right, we're going four at the back. 
we're putting an extra man up top. Let's I, go for it. Right enough, because Nando was yep. going for um, Cochrane, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. that blew my mind when I seen Aye. Cochrane coming off. Like, but right. you know what blew my mind even more is all three of our substitutes were attacking substitutes. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and I they want to be all you know. I told you so. So what we've been saying, we should be doing, we should be going there attacking, like, exactly. putting them under pressure. You don't need to completely lose the plot and start six strikers but as long as you're getting in their face and, and obviously Robbie clearly seen that they were tired and their centre-backs had a bit of a mare as well uh, bringing on Nanduili and Ginelli Ginelli as well just running yeah. at these players just making them make these mistakes it, it's it's that intent and 1-1 at Ibrox is a brilliant result but just being able to go there and showing some attacking um, is, is, is even better I think um if you're a fullback as well and you're you're playing against someone like Ben Woodburn who's probably going to come short and come inside and then they bring on Ginelli who's got all the pace in the world, he's going to go in behind you. It just gives you another thing to think about and obviously Tavernier's a fucking great player for Rangers. He's their captain, I'm sure. So I'm guessing he wasn't he wasn't the, the, the hardest but Ginelli got in behind a couple of times and he, he did create chances and the... Um, the Cami Devlin shot was was started with a ball in behind to Ginelli. So to have these options coming on, and then obviously GMS was the, the other sub. He was the one who took the corner. It was a good corner. Um, Alan we, McGregor absolutely flapped. Yeah, we, we, we need to stop Michael Smith's corners, by the way. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, this has gone on too long. Um, the first, possibly the first corner GMS takes, and we got a goal Aye. for it right on top of the keeper. Granted, there's a bit of um, a bit of luck with McGregor flapping at it, but it was just a better corner. Aye, so McGregor sort of tries to punch it and it sort of just flicks it on like a really good striker should. <laughs> um, Great assist. I'm still I'm going to give Craig Halkett so much credit for that goal. That is still a really hard finish. He's he's behind the back post. He's got very little of the goal to aim at. There is maybe a space in the top left and the bottom left, and there's sort of two men, maybe not directly in his way, but they're definitely between him and his peripheral vision in the goal. And he instantly, without with a split second reaction for the deflection of McGregor, manages to to put it in the corner of the net. Absolutely brilliant. I think it's a great finish. It is. Yep. And Craig Halkett had another great game. Aye. Um, I thought. He was great, and I thought listening to Rangers TV part it was fucking difficult, man. Oh my god! Um, but even they were giving him some credit at the end, so yeah, no bad. I had the hardest TV stream on, and that was difficult as well. <laughs> you <laughs> just Evan, over in Vancouver, they're now bad, the eye. <laughs> Evan Thompson was uh, talking Alan McGregor up, something rotten as well. He properly saying he's better than Gordon, and so it was just. Poetic justice in the end, I think. Aye, it, it was good. Um, aye, I, I just can't fault Hearts in any way. I think it's it's fair enough getting getting sort of swept away in this sort of occasion and going to Ibrox. And I've never played in front of that many people, so I can only imagine. But if you haven't ever played in front of that many people and, and you're coming from another country and you're thinking, oh, this is Rangers, you, you'll obviously know about them if you've got anything to do with football. And it must it must be quite quite daunting and think quite thinking like well fucking what is it fifty five thousand at Ibrox that's a lot of people so to react and, and just show the character that Hearts did I, I can't praise them enough for that I do I do and I'm going to keep saying it 
there's something about this squad. They really have a, a good a good energy about them. It seems like they're all sort of pushing to be better and, and they get along and there seems to be like good, healthy competition. The players being left out, you're not hearing anything about how much they hate it there or or whatever. And I'm sure there are people who are probably not enjoying themselves because they're not being picked. But the fact that none of this shit's coming out and it seems to be contained, there seems to be good energy around the club, nothing in the paper, the usual fucking shite for the Rangers papers when they're talking about buying players just before the game. I think they almost do it like we're we're like ah see told you and they can go right well fucking just drop one for a lot. I genuinely think they're just at it, and they must get bites. But if they're not at it, then they're just fucking idiots. But I I'm loving this team. I think it's fucking quality, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for the game at Dundee uh, against Dundee. Sorry, we we so I'd mentioned it briefly uh, with Manduili coming on and putting in a shift, but he was obviously a few podcasts ago we talked about his interview. And how he wanted to come on and make a difference, and if he if he can play like that when he's coming on, by the way, yeah, that's what we need. And yeah. and it's an easy sell to say to someone, oh, if we're if we're down, um, and we need you, we'll we'll bring you on. We're down at the Champions. It's what ten minutes to go, and Robbie Nielsen's shown faith in him, so that'll just give him a little boost. And and it, if anything, it's really well managed for Robbie because. I think the changes he made were perfect, and I think they made a difference. Yep, and um, we've we've been very quick and justified, I would say, criticising Robbie, but fucking fair play to him. Yeah, um, from getting beat off Broader Rangers in the Scottish Cup to you know drawing one one at Ibrox, aye, it's some turnaround, right? It must be such a relief for him to have like a sort of key, coherent squad because in, yeah. in hindsight, when you look at that squad in the championship, a lot of fucking shit players in that squad. Like, And it must have been difficult sort of bringing them in as as, as squad players and then quickly realising that you actually can't trust them ever in any situation, but still having them about training and, and stuff like that. So, listen, I was, I was number one get Robbie out. The whole last season, um, when they when they sort of reiterated that they were committing to him, I was disappointed, and we all kind of agreed the first five games. I'm I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, Robbie, I'm in, I'm yes. drinking the Kool Aid, man. Same, and my biggest worry now is MK Don's come back in for him. <laughs> hey, it could be Newcastle. Oh, what's it say? What's it say? He's too big for them now. <laughs> I swear. I, honestly, I think. Different different times are obviously going to be hard to judge, but he, he seems to have learned. He seems to have developed his game. If it's the backroom staff he has or whatever, they seem to help as well. Yeah, that's it. He's not got that sort of stubbornness anymore. That seems to have left him. He's, he is trying different things. and you know, That was Levine's biggest failing, was that it all went to shit and he just decided to keep doing what he was doing, even though it wasn't working. Aye. Playing like right mid to left back and shit like that, just because that was the formation that he played. Absolute fucking joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely buzzing. That leaves us a uh, second in the league. Second, just by a point. Um, I was actually looking at league table because I wanted to see because I know Hibs and Motherwell have, have lost the last two games. Um, who and they were sort of creeping up a little bit, but they've dropped down. So we're, we're on 19 points for nine games, which is great. 20 Rangers have got two points ahead of Dundee United, three ahead of Celtic, and then it's Hibs and Motherwell on 15 and 14. There is a bit of a so the bottom six and the top six are already starting to 
form a little bit with Aberdeen down in the They are having a points. shocker, man. They are so bad. Five five games lost on the bounce. Um, worst really? form worst form in the league. Uh, they are terrible at the moment. So, and you know, when we start the seasons, we think about trying to be best of the rest. You would have put Aberdeen and sort of Hibs and things up there with us, but very stop start season for for these. And we've um, we've started a lot better. Three three draws and two wins in our last five games is, is great. Same form as Rangers and Dundee United, who are, are next to us. So keep it and up. Just need to keep getting these points. And I know, obviously, you were just saying there that Aberdeen haven't had the best the best sort of start, but we have played. Um, We've only got, is it St. Johnston and Dundee left in this round of fixtures? And that's just played everyone. It will be. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Aye. Yep. Aye. So if we can come through them and go through the first round of playing absolutely everyone in the league without losing a game, I am going to come. <laughs> <laughs> St. Johnston have always been a bogey team, though, haven't they? It doesn't matter how shit they are. I don't They're fucking care, right? <laughs> Honestly, St. Mirren were a bogey team. Every I feel like every team after the season we had last last night, <laughs> That's every true. team's a fucking bogey team. But we are taking names <laughs> and breaking necks. Aye. Anyway, so aye, we finish. Uh, we finish that um, second a point, but we have a better goal difference. Hey? We've got the second best goal difference in the league. Um, I know we do. <laughs> Uh, what we at? Goal difference. We're plus nine. Celtic and plus fifteen somehow. So yeah, second best. Um, and then we play Dundee at home uh, next weekend, where we can get right angry. Oh, aye, aye. I'm, I'm actually like, I, obviously, I love going to Tynecastle, but right now I'm actually like, I'm just going to get heartbroken. But I'm actually buzzing to get to Tynecastle. <laughs> I feel like I'm no, like I don't know. That sounds stupid, like obviously, but. It's just different. It's a, a sellout as well, isn't it? I think we sold it out already. I d- I'm not sure, but um, I we'll, we'll probably need our COVID passports. So get them out, guys. Oh, are we getting? Um, will the red zones be closed against Dundee as well? Aye, they'll be. Well, I think they're significantly reduced, so pretty much shut. Aye. Right. Okay, that'll be interesting. Cool. That will will maybe change my Tynecastle experience. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Dundee, let's let's wallop them. More of the same. I can see us maybe making a few changes, but keeping the same sort of formation. It just depends. Fatigue. You don't really need to be making many changes right now when you're playing one game a week. So, yeah, well, I see. We only made one change for Rangers, didn't we? And I, I think we could also, if Suter's fit, he's going to go into that. I've actually yeah. felt a bit sorry for Taylor Moore. He's not done anything wrong. He's been yeah, pretty exactly. solid. So, I hope this puts a fire underneath him and goes. Yeah, we know you can do it. Now let's prove you can be in the first team. Well, you want that competition. You don't want players coming in because people are playing shit. Yeah. Um, cool. So on to Dundee next week. Um, now over to Liam, who's going to tell us about buy or sell. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm only really looking at the scores now and I am I'm, I'm shook. By the way, this is uh, everybody's done pretty well. This so this you're week. you're coming in blind. That's quite a, that's quite entertaining. <laughs> so uh, right, we'll start off with the first one, which we just mentioned: Suter and Halkett to be back in at centre back. So that was a buy. 
Simon, Jarvie, Paddy, Hammy, Cameron, Twitter and Instagram all bought it. Well done. Yes. Point for everyone. Um, Boyce, the score is fourth in four games. Obviously, that was a sell. So Simon, Hammy, the only ones to sell this week. Everyone else bought it. They had faith in old Boyce. Sadly, we weren't for getting a penalty. Again. <laughs> We'd have Just, had one. Yeah, yep. probably could have. Um, the other one, over 2.5 total goals in the game. Obviously, that was a sell. Everybody bought that. Everyone <laughs> clearly thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Um, not far off, to be fair. Nah, but yeah. Um, so no points for that one for anyone. Hearts to score from a set piece. Um, absolutely, everyone bought that. Everyone yes. Gets a point, so. yes. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe Cameron got that spot on. <laughs> uh, Hearts to go top of the table. Um, everyone bought that and. Quite rightly, everyone bought that, but sadly, no, I had no points for that one. So, Simon and myself got three points, and everyone else got two. So, very so not bad, very not good bad. week for everyone, I think. Aye, that was good. So, now we I'll do, actually I'll do the running totals first um, and see how tight it is. So, at the bottom, only just though, Simon on 21, uh, Paddy. Cameron and Instagram are on 22, so you're only one point away now. Oh, I was like five points behind. You guys are <laughs> for it, man. I'm back. Jarvis on 23. Hammy, myself, is on 24, and Twitter still bossing it with 28. So there's only seven points in it from last to first, so it's, it's pretty tight. So let's get some points this week. So firstly, we have hearts to score two or more goals and a wee fact, they've scored two or more goals in both our last two home games. Hey, I'm, I'm going to buy that straight away. Bye. I, I am also going to buy it. I've just um riding on a sea of optimism. I am I drunk on optimism. <laughs> I'm absolutely steaming. I think, <laughs> I, genuinely, I think we're going to fucking batter them. And I hope we, we do. We need to pump a team. Aye. Who better than Dundee? Aye. Second bottom in the league, they've been pretty fish, so... Pumped them 6-2 last season. I'm going to buy, so I'll need to get Jarvis, but I'll do that later once he's grown up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Hearts to have over 61.5% possession. Um, Hearts have averaged 61.6% over the last three home games. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. I'm also going to buy that. So, so optimistic, guys. I love oh, it. This is going to be awkward next week. Just for your information, Cameron also bought those two. So also on the optimism train. Wise man. Uh, right, here's a good one. Two or more changes to the side that played with Rangers. Sell. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I can only really see maybe one or two, one. Yeah, one sell. I'm going to sell. You can sell that. I'm actually going to buy it. And I'll tell you for why. The game against St. Johnson is on the Wednesday. So I've got a feeling I might go, you know what, let's put Ginelli on instead of Mackay or something like that. A bit of squad rotation. And the last one, topical, Hearts to have a penalty in the game. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Hearts have had a penalty in three out of five home games this season. Definitely bye. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like an old farm fan when I say this, but... 
we are playing in the box. Like if the ball's in the box so much, you're gonna have to make more challenges. So I'm gonna buy it. Poison. Um, I am gonna sell it because we're gonna score six screamers. That is it. So I mean odds are we're definitely not getting a penalty, but I need to do something different. Cameron also sold the last two. He doesn't think uh, we're going to make two changes or get a penalty. So all got different choices there. I'll catch up with Jarvin, get his, and then we'll put it on Twitter and Instagram near the end of the week. Perfect. Amazing. Well, I'm not going to lie. I think that's one of the best shows we've ever done. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening with us. I hope you don't find my voice as annoying as I do. Um, Hearts are still undefeated. If you'd like to ride this crest of optimism and join in with Buy or Sell, we are on Instagram and Twitter at hearts underscore podcast. Um, we're on Apple and Spotify and all that stuff and wherever you listen to your podcast. If you could just give us a like and a, a little review if you like it. And if you didn't, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, this just helps us reach more Hearts fans and, and maybe get us better um, but thank you very much Paddy thank you very much Hammy and I will speak to you all in about 30 seconds when we stop recording <laughs>